You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer, dating coach for shy men all over the world. So happy to be here. And uh, hello to all the the members of Starting Strength, because I know that there's going to be a lot of guys who are doing Starting Strength who are listening to this. So I just want to welcome you to this episode as well. For those of you who are listening who are like, what's Starting Strength? Who's Mark Ripto? What's going on? Mark Ripto, he's going to explain a little bit about, about his background, but he is, he's got this, this really solid, really, I would say even massive cult following in the fitness world. He started this program called Starting Strength, which is something that I did a few years ago and, and I tapped into it. And what it is, is it's doing certain exercises. The main exercises that you might know if you are someone who works out, we're talking about deadlifting, squatting, bench press, power cleans. So doing these core exercises and the whole concept behind it is you are doing a lot of... I'm not going to get into the the micro details, but just understand that you do a lot of warm-ups and then you do what's called the final set. So for example, you want to beat 100 pounds on your bench press. Okay, You're going to do a lot of warm-ups leading up to that and then you're going to do the final bench pressing set, which is going to be three sets of five. And if you accomplish those three sets of five, the next time you do it, you will go up five pounds. So it's this way of making sure that your muscles are breaking down and growing by increasing your weight every time you do it. So it's starting strength, makes you stronger, makes you look better. And it's a great program if you're getting into weight training. And the reason why I decided to have Mark here, and by the way, for anyone listening who's a starting strength member, sorry if I butchered it, but I think I did a decent job explaining the basics in terms of what it entails. And so the reason why I wanted to have Mark here on the podcast, and I'm really honored that he took the time to do it because I know he's a very busy guy with a very busy program, is because I wanted to help guys out who are looking to focus on some of their outer qualities. right? So this is one of those episodes where we talk about outer qualities. I always break down in terms of attraction that there's inner qualities and there's outer qualities. Inner qualities are your behaviors and outer qualities are your looks and your fitness, and your grooming, and your money, and your lifestyle. And so, yes, you do want to be working on the outer qualities, and you want to be putting attention to those, because those will help in attraction. Not as much as your inner qualities, your behaviors, but outer qualities are very important. So I wanted to have someone on here who can help you. Maybe you already know starting strength, so this is going to be a completely uh, review for you. Maybe you're listening, and you've never heard of this, and you're at this moment in your life trying to debate getting into a new program or, or getting into the gym again, or maybe at this point, you know, getting some, some equipment for your home. And so I want this to hopefully motivate you. It's really cool too is Mark is, is super smart. He's got great things to say. And it just right in the middle of the podcast, he gives this amazing motivational talk that, I, that really inspired me. And I think it's going to inspire you too. So we got a little motivation here. We got a little bit of just teaching you some of the mechanics of his starting strength program. I fully endorse it. He's got a book on it that's out. You can get it on Amazon. I'll make sure to put the link to his website, which is just startingstrength.com into the show notes. You can check that out. So 
It's just awesome to have him here. I'm really excited that I did. Real quick, before we get into the interview and you can hear everything about the program, how it works and and how you can get involved in it and also some cool motivational stuff. I just wanted to mention for anyone out there who is listening for the first time because you're part of the Starting Strength community, if you feel like you are not having a lot of luck with the ladies, and even though you're working out and looking good, it's not going all the way for you, meaning it's not getting you to the point where you're going on dates, where you're meeting women, chances are you're missing out on the inner qualities part. Like Your outer qualities are probably great. You probably look great and feel great too. But maybe you just don't have the technical skills to approach women, to maybe do online dating, to get it past the first date, to get women to want to sleep with you, to get into a relationship. So for anyone who's listening in that community, or of course, anyone in the TripAdvice How to Talk to Girls community, I can help you. I can help you. I can coach you. And I'd love to do that and love to get you to the next step. I do offer coaching programs that are one-on-one with me. You can check that out at coachedbytrip.com. That's just an application form. You fill that out. You and I will get on the phone. I'm not going to send you off to any other people who work at TripAdvice. You talk to me. I talk to you. And the coaching is done by me for you. It's basically like if Mark were to train you one-on-one in starting strength, you're going to get coaching straight from me right from the source. And I can help you get to the point where you're amazing at conversation, getting charismatic, learning how to meet women, and getting to the point where you're going on consistent dates and you're having a dating life that you really like and enjoy, and you're finding women that you really want to date. So if any of you who are listening need help with that, go to coachedbytrip.com, and I would be honored to help you as long as you fill out the application and and fill it out in a way where it makes sense to me and I can understand what your issues are, which you'll, you'll see when you fill out the application. There's questions that will guide you along in that sense. So excited to have the chance to work with you. Check that out, and we'll get into the interview. I'm excited. This was one of my favorite ones I've done in a while just because I've known of Mark for a long time and, and just, again, honored to have interviewed him. So here it is, my interview with Starting Strengths, Mark Lipto. Mark Ripto, it is amazing to have you here on the podcast. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I, I've done about 430 episodes of this podcast. So I've done quite a bit. And I might have had one person talk about fitness and strength training, but, right. but I, I don't think I have. And if I if I have before, he's nowhere near you in terms of your knowledge and, and what you teach. And it's just really cool to have you on here to talk about some of this stuff. And and also I'd like to go even deeper with you and talk about, you know, the whole idea behind which is going to help with working out and with meeting women, just failure. And yeah, you know, I'm sure people start the starting strength program so much and then give up and then start again and all that stuff. So I'm sure you have some good stuff to say there as well. Well I appreciate your having me on and uh what we want to basically talk about today is the process by which strength training both improves strength and improves the person doing it. And I think as a tie-in to your general theme, women like guys who are accomplished. Would you not think it'd be fair to, to say that women are attracted to to men who have gotten something done, hundred percent, and that's a. I, I love how simple that is, and I do talk about it all the time accomplishments, uh, success in different areas, sure. 
just someone who is going after something and achieving it? Well, it's, you know, this is just evolutionary biology in operation. All of the things that cause men and women to, to be attracted to each other are, you know, it's just, there's some basic stuff there that operates across cultures and across millennia. If you think that you are free of your DNA, then you are fooling yourself. That is true. These things have been established over, over long periods of time. There are lots and lots of markers for what constitutes successful. The physical markers are probably the ones that are the most deeply embedded in our central nervous system as a result of DNA expression. We are not attracted as a general rule to people who are not physically pleasing in appearance. Right? Now, what does that mean? It means that to a male, a woman is physically attractive if she's uh, of normal body weight, looks fit, regular features. And I think that enough work has been done on that to, to indicate that uh, attractiveness in, in another person is, uh, is, you know, got a lot to do with facial symmetry. You're probably aware of that stuff. You know, the, the things that contribute to aesthetics. Various guys like different hip, breast, waist ratios and stuff. You know, most people like big boobs. What about for women? Yeah, you know, women attracted to men is exactly the same kind of a thing. It's exactly the same kind of thing. Women are attracted to men on the basis of physical appearance. Short guys have a harder time than taller guys. If you're too tall, that's kind of a barrier to some women. But the things about a man's appearance that make him masculine are readily apparent from observing the man in the front. And those are the things that women immediately identify as making the man appear more masculine. And that would be a shoulder-to-waist ratio that, you know, that not necessarily an extreme V shape, but, you know, you want, a, you want a taper from the shoulders down. You want a big neck, big traps, big arms, a tight waist, and muscular hips and legs. And this is, this is something a woman sees, just like it's something a man sees, without even going through the detailed analysis of that perception. It's just something your brain does when you see a, a man or a woman. And training with, with barbells is the fastest way for a man to improve that appearance. Now, we are, we are a strength training organization. At startingstrength.com, our, our big website, is dedicated to the most efficient methods of getting strong. But you have to understand that getting strong is the fastest way to improve aesthetics at the same time. If you train only for aesthetics, your training will be less efficient in producing aesthetic improvements than if you train for strength. 
Training can you for give strength. Me an example of what that of the, what that looks like, like the starting strength program versus someone who's just doing aesthetics. Well, people who are primarily mired in the typical bodybuilding type workouts that kids at Gold's Gym do are are focused on assistance exercises. They want to do a bunch of dumbbell stuff, and you know, I want to do a bunch of arms, and and they think that dumbbell shrugs make their traps big and. You know, I do the leg extension. They want to sit down and do legs and all this other shit. The starting strength program is based on five basic barbell movements, and that's all. In other words, we don't do a lot of assistance work. The only assistance work that you'll do for the first probably nine months of training using our method are chin-ups. The rest of it is squats, presses, bench presses, deadlifts, and power clean. And that's all we do. We don't focus on exercise variety. We focus on the load that you handle in those basic exercises. And the load goes up every workout. And this is how we make you stronger. In other words, we don't give you the option to not get stronger. If you come in and add five pounds to the barbell every time you squat, then your squat goes up and you get stronger. And as a result, of needing to recover from that strength training stress, you get bigger. And the things that get bigger are the things that move the bar. And the things that move the bar are the big muscle, the hips, the legs, the low back, the lats, the shoulders, the chest, and the neck stabilizes, the neck muscles stabilize all that stuff during the execution of these movements. And as a result, your appearance changes faster doing a basic barbell training program than it does doing any other type of training program. And this is all in the absence of dumbbells. It's in the absence of any machines, cables, and push-ups and assistance exercises. It's just five simple exercises that we know how to teach you how to do. and the constant increase in the load you handle on these exercises. The load goes up. That's the variable. We do five reps in these sets, and the load goes up a little bit every time you train. The load goes up faster in the deadlift because there's more muscle mass involved in the deadlift than it does in the press. But the trajectory of the loading of all of these basic exercises is the same. It is upward. So we are forcing an adaptation. We're forcing muscle growth. And we're forcing the growth of all of the other tissue in the body that, that supports moving heavy weights. Muscles aren't the only thing that gets stronger. Connective tissue, bones, your brain, everything about going from a 135-pound squat to a 365-pound squat, everything adapts during that process. And it's the simplicity of this is the part that most people fail to understand. We've all been taught that complexity is so very, very important. But complexity is not necessary, especially not at first. And... uh you know, I, our approach to this is completely different than everything else that you've heard. I understand How did you that. Discover this, but the 
process is very, very straightforward and it doesn't need to be complex. And uh, at some point, it will have to get more complicated, but not at first. And it, you asked me how I discovered this. Yeah. How running did you discover a, all this? Running a gym. I've, I've owned a gym since 1984. I've taught thousands and thousands of people how to do these exercises. I've discovered a way to teach them quickly and effectively. Uh, that method is detailed in, in the book, Starting Strength, Basic Barbell Training. It's available on our website and on Amazon. It doesn't take long to learn how to squat. I can teach somebody how to squat in 10 minutes. And I discovered that if a member at the gym saw that the numbers in his training log were going up every time he trained, this produced member retention, so to speak. So what I would do is I'd start a, a training book. I'd just get a journal and I could write five workouts on a page. I'd go from top to bottom in a column on the page. And by the time we covered two pages of workouts, 10 workouts, the numbers having gone up, look how much stronger you are now than you were 10 workouts ago. Look at this. This process can continue for quite some time. For most people, that's motivating. Now, not everybody. People are lazy, right? I mean, there's always a dropout rate. For anything, there's a dropout rate. But I found that the simple motivation provided by obvious progress was very, very powerful and kept people coming in the gym. And, you know, over the years, we've just tinkered with it and decided, you know, what exercises to do and what not to do. We just, it was just a trial and error. But, you know, this is, I've been doing this for 42 years, for a wow. lot longer than, than most people have been alive. I've been doing barbell training. More than me. I'm only 35. Yeah, I've been doing this since you were, you were, you know, a precursor. You were protoplasm when I started doing this. <laughs> and we know what works. We know what works. We have cumulatively, our organization has trained hundreds of thousands of people. And we know what works and what doesn't work. And we've distilled this into the starting strength method. It works every single time that it's tried for every single person it's applied to, whether they're an 18-year-old kid or your 65-year-old grandmother. It works every single time it's tried. Because it's based on the simple biological fact of stress, recovery, adaptation that all living organisms display. We stress the system at an appropriate level. The system recovers from the stress, and that recovery appears as an adaptation to the stress. And then we stress it a little more the next time, a little more the next time. And the slope of that improvement is a positive number no matter who we're doing it for. Now, your 85-year-old grandfather may not be able to do below parallel squats, but whatever he can do, he needs to do. And we find out where he is. And then next time he comes in, he does a little bit more. He may only be able to deadlift and bench press. Well, that's fine, but we find out how much he can deadlift, and we're conservative about this. We know what the hell we're doing. And he comes in the next time. And then let's say he deadlifted 75 pounds the first time he came in. We're going to have him go to 80 next time. 
and then 85, and then 90. And he can, he can get stronger, too. He also can get stronger, and he needs to. Because people that are old miss being strong more than they miss being young. Interesting. Interesting. You know, what I'm hearing here, too, and this is why, you know, I've told you I've, I've done starting strength before. And, and one of the reasons why I was so drawn to it was because it's this beautiful combination of you're getting stronger. And of course, obviously, you get stronger when you're working out. But, you know, we're doing these kind of I don't know, natural movements of their body, you know, with the deadlift and with right. the squat. Yeah, these five exercises we're talking about are just natural human movement patterns. Right. All we're right. doing is loading them. You know, this right. is what your knees and hips are for, is for picking stuff up off the ground, squatting down, standing back up. Your shoulders are for pushing things up over your head, pushing things away from you. Right? That's, that's all this is. It's normal human movement patterns. That your skeleton and your musculoskeletal system is designed, has been designed over millions of years to do. We're just finding out how strong you are in those movement patterns right now and going up a little bit every time you train. That's all there is to it. And anything else is a waste of time, especially at first. What are your thoughts on, on nourishing the body? You know, I, I know you talk a lot about about lifting the weights, but then there's that recovery period. And if you're not nourishing your body properly, you might not grow that muscle. What do you, how does that all come together in terms well, of nutrition and, and eating? Well, the, the stress recovery adaptation cycle that I referred to earlier is predicated on the stress being applied. And then you're being able to recover from the stress. And the recovery part of this thing involves sleep, and nutrition, All right? Here we are in 2020, and nutritional nonsense is just as rampant as it has always been. And now it takes the form of veganism. I think they call it vegan. It's, it's a vegetable, so I call it veganism. And it's, it's an eating disorder. And if you cannot obtain enough high-quality protein from your diet to recover from the stress you've applied in your training, then you can't get recovered and you can't adapt. All right? You need to grow muscle. You need a protein surplus and a caloric surplus. And there'll be people that disagree with that, but I don't care. I've been doing this for 42 years and I know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. You cannot get big and strong. If you're a man trying to get big and strong. You can't get big and strong on 2,500 calories a day. It can't be done. I don't care who tells you it can. That's wrong. It can't be done. So you have to eat enough food and you have to eat enough high-quality protein in order to build the muscle tissue that this program is designed to, to build. What is high-quality protein? Red meat. What about chicken? Chicken's, chicken's okay, turkey's okay, but red meat's better. It's got more nutritional density than the white meats do. Well, you know, you I'm not saying don't eat. Like I'm not saying don't eat chicken and fish. I'm just saying that if all you're eating is chicken and fish, you're leaving things out that should be in there. Got it. Okay. And what about uh, yeah, pea protein, plant-based protein, things like that? Uh, they're 
of uh, very low quality. The amino acid profiles are not what they need to be. And you can construct an artificial diet out of amino acid powders and pea protein if you want to, but why don't you just have a steak, eat some hamburger meat? You know, I mean, if you want to make a diet out of supplements and synthetics, you can. That seems kind of stupid. Well, I think people do take supplements, and I'm curious what you what your response is to this. They take supplements because it's hard to get all that protein in. No, it's not. People take supplements because they've been told by the people that sell the supplements that they need to take supplements. That's why people take supplements. All right. Now, there is a role for supplementation of a diet. There certainly is. I take some vitamins. I take some fish oil. You know, I take some potassium. I take some, I take various things, but I don't substitute protein powders of any sort for food. It's always better to eat food because you don't know what is being left out. If you eat a, a, a variety of, of meats and vegetables, you're getting in a whole bunch of nutrients that you're not going to get from the same boring supplement regimen that you, you take every day. You make a protein drink in the morning and you know, you have protein drink at lunch and then you have some kind of bizarre chicken protein for dinner and then there's a bunch of stuff left out of that. Just eat, enjoy your food, enjoy eating, eat a variety of things. You know, like your grandmother told you. And that works better. That works better. If I was, see, I'm not in the supplement sales business. I don't have a line of supplements to sell. I understand that there is a good place for a whey protein supplement, and we prefer the isolate to the concentrate, in a kid's diet who's trying to get 300 grams of protein a day. That can be very hard to do on steak and hamburger and pork chops and lamb meat and these other good things to eat. And it's if you need to supplement your protein in order to get up 300 grams of protein a day, then do it. But don't only eat supplements. Got it. Okay, got it. And then what about giving up? I'm sure you've probably seen this a lot in terms of clientele, people in your gyms, people who start it. And, you know, because there's always quick gains, right? Like whether right. eating well or not, you get these quick gains. And sure. I, I know that. So what about those people who just start, stop, start, stop? How do you keep going when you just... I don't know, you fall off it because things are exciting in the beginning, right? It's always sure. exciting to start a new program and get going. You see the results and then it's boring because you're doing the same thing and people get bored and they give up. What do you have to say about, about that? PRs are not boring. Personal records in the lifts are not boring. The first time you squat four plates for a set of five, 405, four plates on each side for a set of five, that's a big deal to most people. Again, the starting strength method consists of five exercises. And if you want different exercises, then it can be boring. But what is not boring is that your strength is going up every workout. That's the exciting part. You're getting stronger. If you're motivated by a strength increase, this is the only way to do it, reliably. CrossFit has been a problem because CrossFit is a different thing every time. We don't want muscles to be confused. We don't want exercise variety. And P90X is the precursor to that. 
The muscle confusion principle has stalled a lot of people's progress. You don't want your muscles confused. You want them to understand exactly what's going on, and that is that they need to lift five more pounds next time. So the PR is the personal record is what we are using to motivate. And here's a bigger question, all right? A lot of people are completely left out of the idea that they are in control of their existence. All right, a lot of people are in, are in shitty situations. A lot of people are not able to self-direct because of circumstances they find themselves in. And as a result, are unfamiliar with the things it takes to be in charge of yourself and everybody else, for that matter, that, that need leadership. If you come into the gym and go through the process of adding five pounds to the bar over a long period of time and see the logic of the process itself, this teaches you something, right? It teaches you a method for getting things accomplished that are outside the gym. Furthermore, and this is, this is extremely important, all right? Most people don't know where their limits are because they never test them. Under the bar, you test your limits. That's the process. Can I add five more pounds to this deadlift than I did last week? It was real heavy. Let's say you take a barbell out of the rack. And the workout you're going to do today calls for 335 pounds for three sets of five, okay? And you come to the gym and you feel like shit. It's just a shitty day. There are those things, you know? You get to the gym, you didn't sleep good, you missed a meal, whatever the situation is, you don't feel good. And you you go over to the squat rack and you take the empty bar out and you think to yourself, man, this is going to be hard today. This is going to be hard. This feels bad. So you go 135. Oh, this feels heavy. It's terrible. Feels heavy. Then you go 185 and do a triple. Then you go to two and a quarter and you do a double. And you go up to 275, 285, and you do a single, the last warm-up. And everything just feels bad today. But the workout calls. Your program, your training program, calls for 335 for three sets of five on the bar. Now, do you give yourself permission to not do it because it felt bad? Or do you make yourself do the damn thing? Well, the process of getting to 335 for three sets of five has taught you something. And what it's taught you is that it doesn't matter what you want to do. What matters is what needs to be done. In order to continue doing the program, the last time you did 330 for three sets of five, and it, it was hard. And today, everything feels shitty, right? If you give yourself permission to do either a lighter weight or to quit, then you fail the test. But the process of getting you to today's workout, 335 for three cents five, has taught you that what you're going to do is you're going to load the bar, you're going to take it out, and you're going to start the set of five. And you take it out of the rack, and you squat down, you stand back up for the first rep, and you say to yourself, you know, that really felt like shit. Now well, i got to do another one. So you do another one. And then you do the third rep, and they all feel like shit. You do the fourth one, 
and it feels like shit. Then you do the fifth rep of that first set, and it feels like shit, but it goes up. And then you rest 15 minutes because you're tired. You take the second rep out, and it's hard. The second set, it's hard, but it goes for fine. The third set, and the most important rep of the day is the fifth rep of the third set. The last one you're supposed to do. You're going to do 15 total reps with the same weight. And that last rep is very, very hard. You know it's going to be hard. But you take it out of the rack anyway. And you squat the fourth rep. And you say to yourself, you know, I really ought to put this up. This is going to be hard. But you gather up your balls. And you squat down and you stand back up with the fifth rep. And it's hard, but it goes up. And then you rack it. And you've learned something, haven't you? You've learned an important lesson that applies to every aspect of your existence. And people don't appreciate this that haven't gone through this process. People don't appreciate the fact that you are in charge if you'll do the work. Other people do not keep you from doing that fifth rep of the third set. You keep yourself from doing the fifth rep of the third set. This is your responsibility. No one else's. And it's your benefit. No one else. You are in control. And this lesson, there's no better place to learn it. For most people, there's no better place to learn it than under the bar. And I think that's a very important aspect of barbell training that very few things in life provide. Now, that's awesome. We had made the observation earlier about accomplishment and how women look for accomplishment in a man. Now, this may seem like a superficial thing to some people listening to this podcast, but I assure you it's not. It's not. No, Mark, that's, that's great and really super motivational. And what I'm hearing from this is just you're making a commitment to yourself. You know exactly what to do, and you're just going to do it, and it all comes down to how bad you want it, even if you feel like shit, even if it's a bad day, even if things aren't going right. You commit, you do it, you know what to do. It's just a matter of taking that, that step and getting to right. that fifth rep of the third set. That's right. That's right. And that's 100% under your personal control. This is a decision made by you. And learning that you can do things you think you can't do is the point here. Right, right. I'm just curious. You say that you've had... I just want to kind of hear from you examples. You've said you've worked with young people, old people. What's some of the youngest men and women you've worked with and some of the oldest men and women you've worked with? Just so we can eliminate any excuses for any guys who want to learn something like this. Well, we worked with uh, kids as young as six. You know, we've got a bunch of kids in the gym right now that are under the age of 10. And with kids that young, we don't train them in the way we're speaking of training people of, you know, adding five pounds to the bar every time they come in. Because they're not, uh, they're hormonal situation is not such that they can recover from that sort of thing. So we try to make it play for them. We make things fun and and we just do the movement patterns and that sort of thing. And as kids get older, 
And they've been doing all these things. They grow into a training environment where they end up being very, very strong. All of our kids that are in high school have been training with us for years and years and years are much stronger than any of the other kids in their in their high school sports programs. Our friend Chase Lindley started with us when he was 12. And he's 22 now. And Chase is, uh, he was just a little, little blonde-haired kid with type 1 diabetes. And he is now, he's 22, he weighs about 250. He has mid-600 squat, deadlifted 700. And quite remarkably, he has a 390 standing press. Whoa. Now, there there aren't many people in in the world that can do that, especially not at his age and at that light of body weight. So it basically means he can pick up almost anyone he sees. Oh, that's not a factor. No. You know, and then just and be able to just toss him in the air. Well, sure. I mean, he's he's a he's a big strong kid. But the process that got him there is exactly the one I'm talking about that everyone can use. There's nothing miraculous about this. This is just biology. It's just the, the application of biology. It's accessible to Chase. It's accessible to Chase's grandmother. And people tend to downplay the importance of the effectiveness of your physical existence. And it's unfortunate that people are that short-sighted. People are animals. We interact with our environment physically, which means that we apply force to the objects in our environment with which we interact. Force production is strength. So, Mark, if guys want to learn more about this starting strength program, where's a great place for them to start? Well, our book is Starting Strength, Basic Barbell Training, third edition. It's available on our website at startingstrength.com. It's available at Amazon. And our more advanced trainees need to go on and read Practical Programming for Strength Training, which is our, our second text. It's in its third edition as well. And that's for when things get more complicated after you've been training a while. Our website, startingstrength.com, has got hundreds, if not thousands, of videos. A very, very active forum where people can exchange ideas and communicate with us about various aspects of their training, get questions answered, that sort of thing. We have a new content up on the website every day. And it's probably the largest strength training website in the world at this point. That's the place where we interact with people is starningstrength.com. Fantastic. Well, all the guys who are listening here, I'm going to put all those links in the episode notes so you can check that out and you can check out the Starting Strength program, which I highly endorse. And uh, and at this point, if it hasn't sold you, I don't know what will because this is definitely the program to do if you want to get strong and also you want to look good. So it's a double whammy there. Mark, mm-hmm. thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing all of your knowledge. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Trip. Appreciate the opportunity.